Hello and welcome to PA Traveler Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kenny Dodson, and I'm here with two amazing people today. I'm here with co-host Charlie. Charlie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. And our guest. (laughs) (laughs) I swear I didn't freeze. That was on purpose. Okay. And our guest we have, uh, Shannon Wallace. Shannon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Super excited. Good. Why don't you tell the people a little about yourself uh, and your Instagram page, what you do on your blog, podcast, all that good stuff? Sure. So I have a super lot going on, so I'll try to break it down. Um, I am Adventures of a Wallace on Instagram. Um, I run a uh, blog about tacos, which is NEPA Taco Review. Um, I'm also a local firefighter. Um, and a search and rescue personnel uh, locally in the area. And so I believe that wraps everything up um, in a short little bundle. Uh, But the biggest thing we're here to talk about is the tacos and uh, where they are and how amazing it is that we have places that provide them in NEPA. In NEPA? Yeah, NEPA, man. NEPA! NEPA tacos. It's a thing now, everybody. It's not NEPA, it's NEPA, per the PA Traveler. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yep. So you usually stick to NEPA area for tacos, correct? And just there. I do. You you don't do like all over the state with your uh, blog stuff? I haven't yet. Um, right now I have a list of like 50 places, no joke, um, in just, uh, NEPA, um, and the list keeps growing. So right now that's kind of where I'm at, but don't get me wrong. Like when I travel to Florida, when I tell you that I found tacos in Legoland, I am not kidding you. So yeah, I'll pretty much go anywhere for a taco, but the blog does, um, focus on NEPA. Before we get started, I'm, I'm warning you right now. I, uh, I've lived in Florida, Miami, I've lived in Austin, Texas, and I've lived in LA. So give me, give me, give me the best of the best of the best. (laughs) Right. Cause yeah, I understand that. Cause you're, you're in a place, right. That's so close to Mexico. So, um, when you're talking like authentic, Mm -hmm. um, tacos, yeah, the places you mentioned are definitely where it's at, but as you said, I have lots of great places in NEPA um, that have those authentic tacos. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Good. So did you prepare like a, a list of like a top 10 or anything like that? Do you usually rate anything so, or do you <clears throat> kind of just say it's good or not? Yeah. So on the blog, I do rate. It's like a, a rating from zero to five. Um, but, um, as far as like, you know, reviewing places, most places are probably going to get a four out of five, even though I did review sheets, um, uh, <laughs> tacos, uh, they're not terrible as, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, they did, but they get a two, you know, versus, you know, someplace that's, that's really doing it right. Um, so that's how it goes about as far as the ratings go. Um, what else did you ask? I'm sorry. Um, that was pretty much it. If you, if you do ratings or if, uh, yeah, (laughs) that was actually it. Um, so I guess what are some of the best? 
Right. So that's like a really tough question for someone who really loves tacos. Um, and it's also a really tough question um, when you really get to understand Mexican cuisine, um, because comparing two places together, um, when you're talking about someone who, let's say, creates a tamale out of banana husks or a tamale out of corn husks, um, depending on, you know, where that's coming from in Me Mexico, um, it's kind of hard for me to say what's best. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have favorites. <laughs> I definitely have favorites. Um, one of my big time favorites and, um, part of the inspiration behind any PA taco review is Poncho's food truck. Um, the chef there makes uh, Yucatan inspired, uh, food, which is absolutely incredible. Um, the love behind his food. He loves to talk about it. He loves to share his knowledge behind it. Um, how he makes it, how, um, you know, his people made it forever ago. And that's what I really, really love about it. What's the vibe like? In, oh, I guess it's a taco truck, but what? Yeah, what's it's a it? taco truck. So. I mean, where do they, where do they park, I guess? So they're based out of Jim Thorpe, uh, which is a really great area. As we know, um, if you are in the NEPA area, Jim Thorpe is definitely an awesome place to be. Um, that's, so that's where their home base is. That's usually where they park. Um, the vibe is amazing. I mean, they have the Mexican music playing. If you follow them on Facebook, you'll see, um, Mike, he'll put that mask on, he'll get out there. He's dancing. He's having a great time. Um, and the food, like I said, is just, is just incredible. So it's definitely a place to get out and, uh, check out for that. Um, Hacienda Volcan, um, that's a place that I just found in Scranton absolutely incredible. Um, most of the places that I love tend to be, um, places where the owners chat with me and not necessarily because they know that I'm from any PA taco review because, um, I'm pretty much brand new, uh, but because that they really love what they're doing and they want to share that with their customers. So to them, I'm another customer walking in the door and they're like, oh, you ordered this. Let me tell you what you would like to order next time. Or let me tell you how I made this. Um, last week, I went to Hacienda for the first time. And the gentleman invited me inside. They were doing renovations. And he said, oh, this is your first time. Come in. Let me show you what we're doing in here. So when you come back, you can see. And that's just the kind of vibe and the kind of thing that I love. So if that's what you're bringing me, you're probably going to get uh, get a mouthful on my blog and uh, a pretty good rating. <laughs> so I have to I have to interject here because my family's Mexican and my my dad's Mexican and that is totally what we do. Yeah, hey, it's your first time here. Let me show you the whole property. Let yes. me show you how I do this. Let me let me break it down for you. We're very chatty people. <laughs> I love it. And you know what's funny about that? I'm gonna tell you a little side story here. Um, a guy named Glenn Bell um, might sound familiar already, but um, I'm going to look at my notes here just so that I don't get the names of everything incorrect. But you're talking about um, how nice people are and, you know, how we invite them in. And, and uh, that's just the culture. So this guy named Glenn Bell, um, who watched long lines at a Mexican restaurant across the street, um, he had a place called Bell's Drive-In and the place, um, that he watched was called Mitla Cafe. Um, and it became famous among the residents for the hard shell tacos. And he kept going in night after night and ordering a taco. He'd bring it back to his place and try to like reverse engineer it. Right. <laughs> 
So eventually the kind people uh, over at Meatla Cafe said, Glenn, come in here. Let me show you what we're doing, okay? He shows them everything. So Glenn Bell takes it back and in 1951 turned it into Taco Bell. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Glenn Bell went and took the recipe and turned it into one of the biggest uh, Mexican places in the United States. For the record, uh, Meatla Cafe is also still there. You can still get tacos. And from what I've heard, they are not angry about what John Bell did. They actually said good for him, which I mean, I mean, we could get into a lot there, but uh, I think it's pretty awesome and uh, shows the culture how they did in mind. I mean, but honestly, if you're comparing Taco Bell to maybe what they make now, there isn't really one. Yeah. <laughs> right. But but just the whole story behind it really just goes to show, you know, uh, that's just the culture. And we'd rather see you make something well and teach you rather than you just it just be terrible. I'm not saying like I love Taco Bell. We all do. Right. You know, cheap, cheap, quick, whatever. But it does not. Like you said, it doesn't compare to just a mom and pop making El Paso tacos or, you know, whatever rice and beans, you still, there's still a huge place for authenticity in Mexican food because right now I live in Alabama. It's bad. It's bad Mexican food. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. And you have to, you have to have a community who's willing to learn. And I think that's Mm -hmm. something that, you know, NEPA offers, you know, the people here uh, love our culture that's here, but we are also way open to what you're bringing. Tacos make people happy. NEPA people are happy. (laughs) So, you know, that's where it's at. Um, You figure things like cocoa came from Mexico first, you know, all these things have been Americanized. So what you say is authentic or not authentic, you know, mole, that's, that's a sauce made from cocoa, you know, that's, that's where it came from. But, but now, you know, you eat hot chocolate and that's something way, way different. (laughs) We just went through our cabinets because we're packing up to move to Pittsburgh and I found the Abuelo chocolate, the big things of it up in the cabinet. I'm like, soon, my friend. (laughs) It's so different because there's cinnamon in it and it's just a different, how you make it is different. You know, it's very, oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, with loving, you know, that Nestle's hot cocoa. I drink that. My kids drink that, you know, but, but there's those things, you know, when you're just talking, you know, authentic versus not where things came from. You know, it just makes a big difference and people uh, just need to be willing to try and to learn and to not judge so fast by saying something's authentic or not authentic. Just try it, you know, try it, you know, see if you love it. Well, what do you consider not authentic? I'm sure a lot of people have a different. Well, (laughs) yeah, but apparently it is authentic. I mean, that's where I would go. Mostly, you know, fast food, I I would say. Um, But I mean, you can get fast food from a taco truck, mm-hmm. but you're talking something way different. I mean, those people have prepared that stuff on that truck. You're talking weeks probably beforehand that stuff has been marinating. Um, I like to see meat that tastes like the culture. 
So if you're just throwing like some beef with no seasoning, some lettuce, you know, tomato, that kind of thing, that's not going to do it for me. Is it good? Will I eat it? Sure. But, you know, am I going to review it? Probably not. Will I post a picture on my Instagram? Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I'm probably not going to gonna go ahead and uh, give it a review. So that, that stuff all makes a difference. When you're talking like corn tortilla versus flour tortilla, does that make a difference in authenticity to me? Um, I'm going to say no, it doesn't. Um, I know a lot of people will not go for that um, corn tortilla, uh, but that's, you know, where it's at. It has more of that mealy texture. I understand. Um, but let me tell you guys, it's, it's where it's at. The flour is made to hold things made for those burritos, um, to roll up and dip in the, you know, the, uh, beans and rice and, you know, all that stuff. But for the taco, I really like that, uh, that corn tortilla, uh, which not a lot of people understand. They would consider that authentic and uh, flour tortilla, not. But that's well, another but one of those things. Again, Mexico is so diverse. Every And Kenny and I have talked about this. Every region has their own way of making stuff. Like, my family's from Morelia in the state of Michoacan. And I have my grandma's flour tortilla recipe. That's awesome. Like, you know, every, every single region does it differently. Right? Just like... You know, just like you have all the Eastern European countries, they do pierogies differently. They do their their sausage differently. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's no different. And like you said, authentic could still be authentic, but look very different. You know, like you said, flour versus corn tortillas or how they make the banana um, tamales versus like my family does the corn husks. Yeah. Everybody's different, you know. Yeah, and, exactly. And even, even what they put in there. Like sweet tamales versus the pork with the red sauce, or they just do cheese with a little jalapeno. It's it's so widely varied, right? Even, and the yeah, rice like and beans. <laughs> yeah, the meat, the meats that they use. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you really got to be willing to try things. I never yeah. thought I would have you know oxtail. Oh, I knew you were gonna say oxtail, that. Oxtail, so good. As soon as you said that, right? Yeah. But like you don't eat, you don't, you're eating it. You're like, what the, what is this? Oh my gosh. Lamb in a taco. Unbelievable. Like things that, you know, you just, you wouldn't expect. And it is, it's just varied upon region, you know, what they have and what they're providing. And, you know, I try to do that in the blog. I try to do that um, on the videos that I make, um, try, try to give a little bit of background about, you know, what's in it and why I like it. Um, as opposed to necessarily like what the rating is and that's, you know, it. So we try to provide a little bit of background like that. Now, when you go to try a place, do you automatically get all the sides like beans and rice or, or is it just tacos? It depends. Um, it honestly depends on where I'm going and what I'm doing. So most recently I've been doing this Berea taco showdown. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been going and strictly just buying, uh, burritos. One day I did two in a row. So the room for rice and beans wasn't quite there in my stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but if I could, and I could sit down and say to someone, just, just give me what you think I would like, Mm -hmm. or what you think is the best thing on your menu or what you want your customer to know about, um, that's where it's at. And most of those types of meals will come with beans and rice mm-hmm. um, and some kind of taco, your choice of meat. So 
I have a question. Is plantains sure. is plantains a typical thing or is that only Cuban? Uh, it's Hispanic in general. Well, I, I didn't really have too many plantains except at Cuban restaurants. So is that something they yeah. do up there in that area? I don't see a lot of it on the menu. Plantains um, is a Puerto Rican thing also. That's what I was thinking by the way. more. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. So <laughs> I would think more yeah, Spanish or Latin cuisine places would probably have that more. Um, but I haven't quite seen them on like a taco truck or anything like that. You're more getting like street tacos, tortas, mm -hmm. tamales, uh, things like that. So One other thing missing from the menu that I've seen at I don't know, a fair amount was, was the mole. You talked about the mole, but like there are some that oh just don't gosh, have it. Why, why would that be? That is it right? too is hard? It or is it chokes too... you when you make it? It, it <laughs> that, does. That's... It chokes you when you make it. And it's like, it's dangerous to make. Is that like the <laughs> cocoa challenge that people used to do? They used to like snort it or whatever. And it was really bad for you. Yeah. Don't do that. But it's yeah. Pep it, peppers are serious. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, you need well, well, well uh, ventilated area. Okay. Yeah. So no joke. Yeah, that's why they do too, it. It's or no. Yeah. Do it? That's okay. That's dead serious. Yeah, and also they're they're a little bit difficult to eat, you know, and not every place you know wants to put the time and the effort into doing it. Um, but I think if more people tried it, I know Poncho sells them on their truck. So if you want a place to give them a try, that's a great place um, to get a small order with whatever you're getting. Um, but it's, yeah, those are awesome. What about some of the, Kenny, have you had mole? Yeah. Down in Miami. I did just once. Okay. Cause it's, it's a different, it's a different taste. I actually, I didn't like it, it actually. Everyone was raving yeah, about it. And I was don't. like, no, I'll just stick with right? the enchiladas over here. <laughs> Cause I love enchiladas so much. <laughs> That's like my thing. They're so good. Red, red or green? Uh, red. red. Okay. Just checking. I mean, I wouldn't have judged you, but only slightly. No, isn't green? Wait, green is more spicy, isn't it? Not necessarily. It no, I always thought red different. was less and green was more like reverse stoplight, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it depends on how they make okay. it. Okay. Yeah, based on ingredient. Yeah, because yeah, uh, someone told me that once, and I've always stayed away from the green then because I'm such a wuss when it comes to spicy stuff. I try everything. Mm. Yeah. I'll try everything. And like, and you know, like you guys said, depending on the truck, you know, dip your finger in and give it a taste. Cause you never know. <laughs> what about some of the, like, I I've seen some crazy ones when I've looked at blogs before as for, I don't know how their food is per se, but I know there are some really crazy, like atmospheric ones where it'll be yeah. super bright colors or like, you know, just something that makes it unique. Like what, what have you experienced? Yeah, Hacienda Vulcan, the one that I was talking about up in uh, Scranton, that's a place where it's bright colors. They have things hanging outside, um, like the prayer flag styles. I can't, I'm forgetting what they're called in the tradition. Um, and just everything when you go in is like these beautiful murals and bright colors. It's just, it's beautiful. Um, the side of Poncho's truck, um, the side of Two Ways truck, you're always going to get these bright, beautiful colors, which I absolutely love. Yeah, atmosphere goes a long way for me. I, I just love yeah. that. Yeah, big time. So what are a couple other ones in your top? 
<clears throat> Let's see. Um, Zach's Taco Shack, if you haven't heard of that, is a small place in Tannersville. Um, they have this like unusual recipe where their nachos are made like with um, a sweet type of flavor, uh, which is different. And they're all homemade, which is amazing. Um, they have really, really good specials. And it's literally a shack. Um, and you walk in. There's maybe enough room for you and your friend. <laughs> and you pick up your food and you head out. Um, but everything's really well organized now with the pandemic. So they have easy to order and get in and get out. Um, it's well known, I guess, with the local locals. But it's still kind of like that hidden gem. Um, it's near... Um, Camelback Mountain. Mm -hmm. So the skiers um, get there a lot. Uh, that's a super good place to try out. Um, Del Taco is a great authentic place down in Stroudsburg. Um, they're pretty new. They opened in 2019. Um, but man, they've been doing some business since they've been down there. Um, I know every time I've tried to get their Berea tacos, you cannot get them after they open at 11 because people call and they get sold out like instantly. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a popular place. But yeah, those are all my, my definite like go-to places. Like if I'm not doing a taco review someplace and I'm just ordering tacos for fun, which is crazy that I do outside <laughs> of the taco review, <laughs> but it does happen. <laughs> those are my go-to places for sure. What about non-authentic, like unorthodox? Are there any yeah. really unorthodox ones that put like weird stuff, like a bunch of, I don't know. There are a lot of places in Austin that had something like that, like Torchy's Tacos. They would just have these bizarre, yeah. like, concoctions, but people loved them. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Peculiar Kitchen, they're called now. They used to be Peculiar Slurp. Um, they actually started, I believe, with tacos, and now they're back at it. But they have made some really crazy tacos, um, Asian-inspired tacos. Yeah. I was going to really ask about Fusion. Okay. Right. Um, and another one that does that is Sote. Um, I haven't been there yet and I believe they might be new. I think it's Sote Gastro Pub and I hope I'm saying it right. Um, but that's another one that does some crazy taco concoctions. Um, but definitely I think those fusion places are, are out there but mostly they're making them on special. So you'll see like, you know, Taco Tuesday specials Someone's out there making something. Um, Wall and Paul Pack Brewing. Um, you guys uh, were just talking about Holly um, recently. Um, they're up there and they have an incredible chef who has put uh, tacos on their menu weekly. So they have something new. Um, you're talking anything from like buffalo chicken um, to, uh, you know, something more authentic. And the great part about them is they always have a beer to pair with it. So, so when you go in, you're getting um, not only like a really interesting taco, um, but you can also get a really interesting local beer. Cool. Nice. Yeah. What about a puffy taco? Like are, a are, you, are you familiar with that term? Yes. Okay. Uh, Salbutes, I want to say. Oh man, I hope that I'm remembering that properly. Um, I believe that's the term that we're looking for. Okay. Oh, I should look it up, but that's okay. I think it's salbutes and how you say it. I'm like one of those memes where like I ask for like guacamole. Can I have some guacamole? <laughs> and, and the guy's like, oh, you want that guacamole? You know, and I'm like, uh, 
yeah, can I have the, you know, and then they repeat it back the way that you should say it. So I apologize for that. Well, that's okay. Um, I go in there and I go, can I get the crushed avocado dip? Right. <laughs> can I? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just kidding. Oh, good. Can I have oh, the kind man. of nachos with the Doritos? Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which are good. The one yeah, we're all they're they're great. Yeah. Exactly. We are. We're doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, salbutes. Um, they're another thing that um, I've had at Poncho's, and those are absolutely delicious as well. Yeah, puffy tacos. Like as big as Texas is, like there's only like one place, and it's sister place that has and he he discovered it by accident he just like accidentally put it in the fryer and he was like whoa what happened here i think it's flour put in a fryer and it puffs up or something yeah they're they're beautiful yeah any um well you talked about the corn you talked about the flour we talked about puffy Mm -hmm. is there any um like they have in i think it's only one place too in texas it was a red taco it was a concoction of like chili powder and then a bunch of secret stuff they won't tell anybody. And Wait, time out. What? Time out. It's the actual like tortilla was red? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's, the it's, shell. It's, yeah, the shell. And it's like okay. a different consistency too. It's it's almost like a I don't want to say it's like a pie or cake, but it's almost like that. It's thicker. Ooh, and okay. it's it's very weird, but a lot of people like it. I've never had it. Okay. So there's nothing like that here. I'm going to have to put it on the list. There might, there might be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have, I have so many places and so many things I have yet, yet to try. Yeah. It could be, it could be out there, but. Or like anything that's, or, or like anything that people make that's not those two things, flour or corn. Do people make uh, tortillas out of something else that you've come across, even if they're a different color? Uh, Not really. Some, some are green. They're made with like, you know, uh, they have some chilies in them. I wish I had one here. Um, I just looked up uh, La Tortilla Factory. I just got this giant. Oh, my wife. She was so upset. She said, um, <laughs> I think your tortillas are here. And my little girl came in. She goes, there's five boxes on the porch, mom. And I'm like, <laughs> no, that can't be all my tortillas. It was all my tortillas, guys. Oh, but wow. anyway, okay. <laughs> so uh, La Tortilla Factory um, makes pre-made tortillas absolutely delicious. And I do think that they have a green tortilla made with some kind of chilies. I'd have to I'd have to look that one up as well. Um, but that's pretty interesting. They have a, a couple good ones. But that's pretty much basically it, unless you're moving to like nachos or tortas. Yeah. Do you consider a sope an open face taco? Oh, sure. So would that count? Sure. What are you guys talking about for the <laughs> so layer? So a sope is made with, it's like a corn cup almost. And then they pile in, they put beans and then usually ch- Mexican chorizo and then lettuce and tomato and the queso fresco or other kind of crumbly cheese. Yeah, if they're really like good. On, Chicken ones are amazing. Yeah, on that like line of like a torta. Like I know it's like a torta is a sandwich or like mm-hmm. tamale. Like it's the tamale a taco, but it's something that you're just you're gonna find it when you go and you're gonna see it on the menu. So yeah, I'm gonna eat it and we're gonna definitely talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you a fan of ceviche? I am not. Oh my goodness. I know. Crazy, right? And they make, they make really, really um, delicious ones around here as well. Um, uh, a great place to get it hooked 
on State Street in Clark Summit. Oh my gosh, absolutely beautiful ceviche. Um, but no, I'm not, that wouldn't be my go-to, uh, thing to get. What about any specialty places that like tacos isn't their number one seller? Like an enchilada, like people known for their enchiladas or something like that. Right. So, um, burritos, a great, great burrito place is Cali Burrito. And that's actually outside of NEPA. That's down, um, in the Lehigh Valley. I do dabble a little bit down there in the 610, um, <laughs> not the five seven uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because we went to we went to college down there, um, and that was where our first house was down in Easton. Um, so we have a lot of ties still to the Lehigh Valley, um, even though we grew up in NEPA and returned here with our kiddos. Um, yeah, so we're down there still, and uh, that's a great place uh, if you want to get burritos, Cali Burrito. Um, as far as places that don't make you know tacos. Um, Every place now, I feel like, has an incredible Taco Tuesday thing going on, um, especially since the pandemic. You know, that's how businesses are are reaching their customers. Um, they got to get in on those Friday pizza nights and those Taco Tuesdays. So um, any of your local places, you know, check them out on a Tuesday. Try their taco special. A lot of them are super cheap, too, you know. Um, I saw somebody, I'm trying to think, maybe it was Brass Buckle Mexican restaurant had something like $2 tacos on Tuesday. Um, I've never been there. And honestly, I can't remember where the location is off the top of my head. But um, yeah, you're going to find specials um, any place local. Sweet. So where are you guys? Uh, I mean, where's your general like town vicinity that you guys are in? Yeah. So we're located right now in Mount Pocono, okay, um, which is pretty much what the center, the heart of the Poconos, if you will. Um, so it's a great location. I can get to Scranton, um, to Pike County, uh, to the Lehigh Valley, all within an hour, which is great. Um, right here in our little town, um, when we were looking for houses and we first drove up, if you know Mount Pocono, you dro- drive up and there's a, a train uh crossing and right there there's this tiny little sign that says something about this spanish restaurant Hmm. and as we're coming into the town looking for these houses we've probably seen about 30 so far i'm thinking all right first thing i'm gonna do is pull out my phone and google (laughs) what this place is and that's exactly what i did and when i tell you this is a hole in the wall place in mount pocono called mi casita um And there's a sign for it. It's just crazy. There's a sign for it as you come into town. Um, But it's literally a hole in the wall. um, And they have authentic, authentic um, Spanish cuisine. Um, And I'm not going to say that's why we bought our house. um, (laughs) I will say they we could probably walk there. Oh, man. (laughs) We weren't even going to move to Austin until... uh, we went to eat barbecue. We were like, oh, Austin oh, is the place. What's, what's the place? You know, Especially what's so great movies. about this place where, cause there's like a lot of highway. And if you're not on, if, if you don't get off the highway, you don't see any like living people. <laughs> like, right? like I'm looking around, I'm like, where are all the people? It's, this is all highways. So we were like, I don't know about this place. Then we stopped at, at a barbecue joint. And then we said, all right, let's move. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Austin's great. Yeah. 
But Austin's great for food, for everything, oh, for sure. For everything. Yeah, absolutely. Kenny, have you had Spanish food? Um, probably. Nah. But I, I can't think of any. <laughs> if you can't, if you if you don't know, you probably haven't. Yeah, you've probably had like it's incognito very Spanish. You mean like, food, but you, you mean like know, from like, Spain Spanish? Yes. Yes, from Spain, like actual authentic paella with bomba rice or patatas bravas. No idea. No. Croquetas. No, I wouldn't have had no. any of those dishes. Okay, yeah, we're um, starring Mi Casita in my book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, come up and let's go. Yeah, we'll do it's some hiking so around here. And you know what's crazy? Like, that's that's part of the reason, like, why I found, you know, my love for tacos is um, for like 35 years, I would go out and I would only order um, chicken fingers or oh. maybe like, yeah, or a turkey sandwich. That's that right? guy. That's this <laughs> guy. So, so maybe you still, I mean, I'm just guessing maybe you have still, still have a few years to get into tacos. But um, <laughs> when we used to go hiking, you know, like exploring the area, it would be like, you know, a weekend and I'd be like, oh, you know, we need a hoagie. Uh, we're hungry. We're done with hiking. And you'd go to find a hoagie. There are no hoagie shops open on a Sunday, like small town markets. Like you drive by close, close, close. But there's always a taco truck waiting. Sometimes even at the DNL trail, you'll find them parked, um, which is amazing. And oh, that's they know what's of, up. Like, right. <laughs> And that's part of like how we found it. They're available. They were there. I started trying it. I started talking to the people and man, that was it. I was hooked for sure. That's such a good idea because food trucks are so rare in Pennsylvania compared to the culture like in LA. And, Mm -hmm. and I always thought that it's like, if you have a food truck, just go to where the tourists go. It's like, that's Poconos. That's, you know, obviously the cities, but you could make out probably in downtown Allentown or something. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff. Any place that doesn't usually see one, definitely. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's hard up here because it's seasonal, right? So right. you figure you have, you know, these people have to be prepared that their livelihood is based on um, a certain number of months in the year. Yeah. Or, um, or that's the good part about being on wheels. You can just wheel yourself mm-hmm. to someplace better in the wintertime. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If you're able to do that, for sure. So we transitioned pretty smoothly into Poconos. So, um, you're, let's talk a little bit about what you do as a firefighter and like, what's the climate up there? Do you really have to, do you extremely have to worry about fires or are there fires that kind of start that we don't hear about too often? Sure. Um, so the crazy thing about the Poconos is we are what they call a slow house. Um, we don't get a lot of very big calls or very many calls, Um, but we also cover some of the biggest resorts, um, in the Northeast. You're talking about Kalahari, Mm -hmm. um, Great Wolf. They're all, um, under volunteer, uh, fire departments up here. And, um, I am in one of them. So while we hope that nothing like that happens, um, of course there's potential we train, we train as if uh, we're a fast house. We don't train as if we're a slow house. We train every Monday. Um, but yeah, we still participate in things like carnivals. Um, our firehouse um, needs to make money. We're volunteer and we put on a carnival every year. Um, and that's just something that we're committed to doing um, to uh, bring the money in to help us um, help the community. 
Are you guys bringing that back this year? We are. We are bringing it back this year. When? Um, So it is June. Uh, July. What? I don't even know what month we're in, guys. June June 1st. Today. June (laughs) June 1st today. Holy smoke. So it's the end of July. I believe it's the 17th to the 23rd. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that'll be good. That'll be back this year. Will there be a taco truck? I hope so. Maybe you can convince the guys to make some tacos, but normally we don't actually have taco trucks. That's the thing about it. Right. So we're volunteer. Um, we can't afford to get, um, trucks and things like that. in. you're talking about, um, the men and women of the department standing in our, our firehouse kitchen and cooking the food, you know, getting it out there to you guys. Um, and that's all just, uh, because we love our community and, uh, because, you know, we need the money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the case all over the state, isn't, I mean, yeah. what's the percentage between, you know, a standard, what is it paid? <laughs> like what, what's the, yeah. what's the yeah, term for the regular ones? Department versus yeah. Volunteer. Okay. So what, yeah. what are the ratios in the state paid to volunteer? Um, I'm honestly not sure what the number is, It's big, um, right? but we do. It's, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Especially in Pennsylvania. Right. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, if you're talking about New York, you're talking all, you know, not all, right. not New York state, but you know, in the city, um, paid, but here, yeah. Volunteer definitely outweighs. Paid. Yeah. So um, when you're driving, but just as re- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say when, when you're driving along and you see those signs for the barbecue chicken thing or the, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, that's what this goes towards. If you don't, if you kind of yeah. just drive passing, go, Oh, that's nice. And just keep going. No, go to that pancake <laughs> yeah, exactly. breakfast. Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help them. Yeah, I know true. in um in Martinsburg, where my husband's from and his uncle's still on the fire department, they do ox roast every year in the yeah. summer. Oh my god, it's so good. Yep, pig <laughs> roast, those are big yeah. ones too. Dude, I'm telling you, any any fire department that does a food fundraiser has fire food because right? these people know how to eat. Yes. Oh man. So true. And just like I wanted to just mention before, like our training is the same. So paid firefighters and volunteer firefighters, we go through the same training. Um, we have the same certifications at the end of the day um, to be able to do the same job. So if you're an interior firefighter, you have um, like firefighter one, firefighter two, you have those skills behind you to be able to do it. Um, I know that there's a big perception out there of volley, you know, firefighters um, versus paid firefighters. But um, when you get to the heart of it, um, we're all doing the same job. So that's important. At the end of the day, it's still super dangerous and you're still helping everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the real heroes right there. (laughs) For sure. So what do you guys like to do? I mean, you talked about the big resorts and everything. Do you want to hit a couple of those resorts and just say what they have. I have a question quick. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I have a question. So I read today that Pocono Manor that was opened in 1902 burned down in 2019. Were you You, on that call? You are right. I was not on that call. Um, but my fire department was on that call. Um, it was a big call. It was a scary call. Um, and we had, uh, weeks afterwards of briefing and discussing, um, what happened, uh, what, what went right, what could have gone better. Um, for sure. 
that that was a really big one. Um, yeah, I read was, that. I was like, 2019. What caused it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. What caused it? Arson? Um, or are you at liberty to you say? Know, oh. You know, I, I, I'm probably not at liberty to say, but what I will say is uh, there are a lot of resorts up here that are no longer functioning. And um, we have a lot of tourists that like to come up and visit these spots um, and kind of check them out, even though there's no trespassing uh, signs around. And sometimes, you know, kids or people want to start a fire in the woods or, you know, they think it's fun to do something in the buildings. And unfortunately, um, I'm going to say I hope they don't understand the risk that they're taking um, when they do those sort of things. But, yeah, that's that's what ends up happening. Yeah, usually it's 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 arson via mistake, I want to say. But, you know, right. again, am I at liberty to say? I don't that's know. That's OK. Yeah. I mean, that but, place yeah. was I've seen pictures of that place and it still looked cool when it was yeah. there, of course. Yeah. We have like some amazing places when you're hiking like that. Um that you can find, you know, ruins of for sure. At some places you are allowed to check out. Um, they're out there on the preserve lands and, you know, some places like Pocono Manor, you know, you're not supposed to be in, but right. Look for those signs, people. Yeah, exactly. Listen to the signs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we talked about a dead one. What about the living ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. Right. What, you, what so, do you got up there? So, Right. Calvary is huge right now. Holy smokes. Um, our fire department just did a walkthrough last week um, of the facility because they just opened like a huge new conference center area. Um, so we got to do a walkthrough um, of the facilities and holy smokes, it's huge. Um, water slides, places to eat, um, just places to hang out. It's just, it's amazing. We saw one of their, um, suites that hold like 20 to 25 people (laughs) yeah absolutely insane are they indoor water slides Um, at that one yeah indoor and outdoor okay yeah so i guess you know that's the place to go you know what's weird i think like living here you don't like do those things as much so we Mm -hmm. actually haven't ever been like to kalahari to to like do the fun stuff like Mm that um we've been there like check it out or like you know, to walk around, but we've never actually gone to the water park. I think that's like something about living here. I don't know. You just, well, that's what our show is going to try to change right there. Right. Because I've I've been the same way. Like I never explored anywhere around me in any state I've been pretty much. I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it when we have more money or whatever, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it just never happened. Yeah. And we're more like outdoorsy people. So like, we're more likely to like hop in the car and check out like a preserve um, than we are to just like go down. But, um, I definitely think we're going to do something like that this summer. Um, finally. Yeah. Especially the indoor ones like great wolf is also an indoor water park. Yeah. Back is also, I want to say. They, I think they are now too. Yeah. They're indoor. They have some outdoor as well there. Yeah. So at least you can like so, do all- stuff during winter <laughs> up yeah. there. And, yeah, and all three of them are in within what, like twenty miles, I believe. Yeah. And then there's like another huge area opening. Um, I can't remember the name of it. They're opening a, another big type of thing up here hmm. um, for tourists again as well. So yeah. There's a. What about um, like skiing and winter stuff? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I mean, Camelback is right here as well, in between. Okay. 
all of these things. Um, and that's a huge place to ski. So that's definitely a place to check out. Um, if you're into skiing, snowboarding, and again, like you guys said, like in the summertime, it kind of transitions over mm-hmm. to that water park, um, facility. Um, and there's hiking and what is there? Um, ropes courses now mm-hmm. zip lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, like all that stuff. It's crazy. There's a um, ATV park at one of them. Right. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, right now, I think they just opened recently in um, Pocono Raceway. Now they have like an ATV tour that'll take you right on to um, where they drive the NASCAR oh, cool. cars. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. And then it also goes into the woods. So, I mean, the Poconos are awesome that you can get both of those things right there. And right down the street from that is Pocono Organics, which is a regenerative um, farm. Um, They deal with like regenerative soil. Um, They do a lot with CBD plants as well. Um, And they grow everything right there. And they have um, a chef that won um, Chopped. Oh. What? Yeah. And so... And they have tacos, so I go and get the tacos. <laughs> so they'll have like walking tacos or something like that special. Um, so I'll head there. But I mean, we've taken a tour there, and it's absolutely incredible. You're like, this is insane. Like across from Pocono Raceway is this regenerative farm that's literally like changing the air that we breathe next to a place. You know, I just, it's brilliant. Yeah, that's, it's just one of the things I love about the Poconos. Can you smell the marijuana in the air? Yeah, you can. Yeah, for sure. So we went in um, to their, like, I guess, like, storage room mm-hmm. where it was. Um, and they had just, I, I don't know, like, these crates filled with just pounds and pounds of it. And as soon as the doors opened, it was like just this like immediate like hit, you know, <laughs> whiff of yeah of smell. It was incredible. Like I was just standing there, like this is unreal right now that we're standing here. I mean, my kids are only seven, but even they were like, "What do you do with these plants? <laughs> like you can you can make it into this. You can do what with it, and then you can do like it was just incredible learning like what they do with yeah. it. Yeah, it's just. It's unbelievable. The science involved is insane nowadays. Right? Yeah. Like I'm a big proponent of CBD myself. So I, there you go. I get it. I, I totally yeah, get they it. Do this, they do this new like nanoparticle thing there, which I guess is like one of the few places that they do it. It's like a nanoparticle spectrum CBD oil. Um, so yeah, if you get up, up here um, and you're into CBD, that's definitely the place to go. They do tours then? Um, they do. Um, I don't know how often, hmm. but I, uh, spend a ridiculous amount of time, um, looking for free things to do in the area. <laughs> so that was one of the things that we found was, um, a tour of Pocono organics. Um, and they showed you pretty much everything. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What else is free to do up there? We like, free Oh my stuff. gosh. We right. There's like so stuff. many free things to do. <laughs> There's so many free things to do, especially like programs through our state parks, um, local parks. That's usually where where I find the goods. Um, even up in like Tunktanic last year, mm-hmm. one of the farms called Brown Hill Farms. Every Wednesday, they opened up their farm to teaching like kids and homeschoolers um, about like a topic each Wednesday. 
So we literally went up to this farm. We dug for potatoes. We brought them back, ran them through the machines. They cut them right there and fried them up and we ate them. And we learned about the process of, you know, how you grow potatoes, um, obviously where they came from, and then we got to eat them. And those things around here are just priceless. You know, for me, you know, for me and my family, those are the things that we look for. Um, And again, that's Brown Hill Farms um, up in Tunktanic. And not always free, but even just um, like you pay for what you get for you know, like I'm into. So like strawberry picking, is that free? No, but can you go there for free? Yes. And then you pay for, for what you pick. Sure. Um, to me that, you know, that's a deal. So strawberry picking is huge, um, around here. Uh, that's coming into season right now. Um, I don't know. There's just so many great things to be outdoors doing. Um, we're a is big there like- family. Is there like a pumpkin patch, apple orchard in fall and everything? Oh real my big gosh. Or local. Any? <laughs> yeah, you know it. Um, lots of places up here have these like festivals, which have been really great. Um, Lakeland Orchard is a big one up here and they do pretty much every season. They're, they're, they go from the apples, like you said, to the pumpkins, to the Christmas trees. So they have something for every season. Cool. Yeah. And a lot of places up here have those like old school Christmas tree stands or like old school where you go and like you can cut them down. Right. And, you know, that's just oh, I love it. You're going to like a place like up here in the Poconos. We go to Price's Farm um, and they've been in like Cresco in the valley, like, you know, since its origin. It's a family name that you're going to see like at the hardware store and whatever else. And when you go, like, they recognize you, you know, they're like, oh, you're back again this year. Okay, we'll head out this way. (laughs) They know what you got last year. You know what they're into. You know, they're there to help you. So, you know, it's that it's that good feeling, you know. Do they still have the dog sled? The dog sledding up there? They do have some dog sledding places up here. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, um, but I know one of them. That's it. You're right. Yep. Arctic paws. They still do that up here too. I want to do that. Yeah. That's like a bucket list item for sure. Great. I just want to play with the dogs and he's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) They're they're such beautiful animals. They are. It's like one step from a wolf, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, definitely. CC. Now do they, uh, Charlie and I, we each have Maine Coon cats and they're the same way. It's like one step from a bobcat. So it's, there's something Mm -hmm. cool about that, that primal thing, except being domesticated and not going to eat you. (laughs) I I had a Malmute in college and he was, I, I don't know what happened to him before we got him, but when he was around like adults, he was the most incredible dog. And then when he got around small things, he was not not awesome mm. but you know i'm wondering like <laughs> i know that they train the dogs very well but i'm like oh man uh, having it having a coon how now i'm like how do they get them to stay on point like, <laughs> you feel the nerves like what's gonna happen yeah how did that become this right <laughs> <laughs> um have you ever been to scott run diner i just wanted to shout that out yeah. Real quick. I love that place. We always stop yeah, on the man. way to New York City. 
that is our place to go. So when we say like, okay, we're going to order out and um, my wife will be like, all right, we're going to go to the diner. And my kids will be like, um, is it the one that makes the chocolate chip pancakes or not? And that's what they mean. <laughs> is Scott run or not. And we're like, it is. And they're like, okay, awesome. Oh man. They have so many pies. Right. That's from. the place to go. Mm-hmm. Good, great breakfast. I Wait, I did go there for dinner once and I got something simple. I got like Turkey Chicken and fingers. No, turkey and gravy and mashed <laughs> potatoes. I just was oh. in the mood for it because I love mm. when diners do that well, I, even though it's such a simple thing. And it was uh, outstanding. Yeah, I only get like from diners, I get um, turkey club, no tomatoes with a monkey dish. I learned this term, a monkey dish of honey mustard. So, you know, like I can't just deal with like a side, like you said, oh, can I have a side of honey mustard? Give me like this tiny, like little thing no monkey dish is like those big side dishes that they put like the pads of butter in uh-huh. get the butter oh. out of there fill it up with some honey mustard and then you're you know you're dipping that whole sandwich off anyway but yeah that's that's my go-to when i go to uh to diners oh, is the i'm doing that club. next time for sure because i love turkey clubs yeah Right? Oh, so good. I'm basic. Oh, I can't. Whatever. I can't wait to see you eat that. <laughs> I know, right? It's like it's like outside of outside of tacos. Like if you put anything in a taco, I'm I'll like I'll just eat it. It's so crazy. But then you're like, oh, do you want to try this or that? I'm like, no, oh, just get the turkey club. Just get the chicken fingers. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I can't go wrong. You can never go. Well, yes, you can. I've had mm-hmm. n- nasty chicky chicken fingers, but yeah. There's been some, yeah. Well, sheets. Let's bring up sheets, chicken fingers, real quick. They they Let's fluctuate. Bring them up. They fluctuate. Sometimes <laughs> I think that's they're amazing. A thing. Yeah, it's. I think they get from different. Depends on who's working. <laughs> yeah, I think they get from different distributors, and they don't stay consistent with it. Right. So. Well, sheets is regional, so mm-hmm. you know they're not like all over the United States. So I would think that maybe you know, fluctuation would be more likely. Yeah. Makes me angry though. Being a, being a uh, connoisseur of chicken fingers as myself. I know. (laughs) You just need them. (laughs) So let's see. We covered free stuff covered. What do you guys think of bush kill? Do you guys love it? Or do you, Uh, or do the locals be like, uh, bush kill? So it's so amazing, but still, Sure. Well, you have to go, right? I mean, it's Bushkill Falls. Um, so I say go. Like, why not? Well, no, I'm but, saying, like, do you do you guys lament the uh, real tourist trap stuff? Um, some sometimes, but you know what? Everything has become a tourist trap this past year. So even our our hidden gems, uh, Dingman's Falls, Raymondskill, all those places that were that were um, our alternative mm-hmm. to Bushkill because you know us locals knew that's where we could go. You could also like get in the water and you know that kind of thing. You didn't have to pay. Um, all those places um, are now the place to go. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Bushkill yeah, is amazing so, though, so I recommend at least once. That's what I say too. And once you get walking, especially if you're willing to walk, not a pe- not a lot of people are willing to walk the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about up and down stairs. So some people just go because there are some falls that are easily um, accessible, which is great. But if you're willing to walk the whole thing, you can find some peace out there um, on the boardwalks and find, you know, moments to yourself, which is nice. So yeah, definitely go go at least once, um, but don't forget to check out those you know hidden gem places as well. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anywhere else you want to plug real quick? That's a hidden gem before. Uh... Um, so right here in the Poconos, I will say um, the Pocono Heritage Land Trust um, preserves are all my favorite, uh, mostly because one of them is literally in our backyard. Uh, so we walk a couple feet and we're on the trail down there. Um, but they do a lot, you know, for our community. They're involved with the Broadhead Watershed Association as well. Um, and those people are really important to us because they keep our waters clean. Uh, like I said, I grew up here and um, I remember uh, being able to see my feet down in the water when you're looking down. And I wanted the same for my kids, you know, now that they're here. And those places are making sure that. Um, that's happening. They're taking care of invasive species. They're um, running cleanups. Um, they're making sure that the trails are safe um, and accessible uh, to the community. So, yeah, I definitely want to plug them because they're an all uh, volunteer association as well. So super important. And um, they have really, really cool trails, like trails you can find waterfalls on, trails you can find ruins on, um, creek crossings, vernal pools, Trout fishing, I mean, all of those things you can find um, on the PHLT trails. So definitely give that a check out. What about any swimming holes? Oh, man, there's so many good swimming holes. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like, I feel like my... I feel like my nature community is going to be like so mad when I start like giving out like, like, you know, swimming hole locations. Well, we can, um, we can DM later about yeah, it. But you yeah. Can, you can tell <laughs> us then because. I'm thinking that, that I will say you can find them with a little bit of research. So if you're interested, definitely do that. Um, am I willing to share a hundred percent? I will share with you guys um, later on. Um, if you want to send me a message again, like personally, um, I'm always willing to talk about this stuff. Um, but yeah, there's some great, great swimming holes around here. And it's it's literally like some of my favorite places to swim um, are definitely in creeks and waterfalls in northeast Pennsylvania. You'd be surprised how hard it is. Like before I moved back, because swimming holes in Texas is like a gigantic thing. And, and I was like, I wonder if Pennsylvania has anything like that. And I've done a lot of searching and... It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard to find yeah, the we'll, good stuff. Like we'll see We're it pop up here and there on Instagram, but it's not. Sometimes you actually try to like Google where it's at, and it's like this is restricted, and we're like, okay, that's <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Like I think it is. It's like part of like that that pandemic thing that things have been like kind of like shut down, and I think those swimming holes are one of them. Lots of places used to be like private land mm-hmm. that they allowed people to use. Um, and now that people have ruined it, they've shut down the access to it. So places that we used to go to, you know, a year ago, all of a sudden have signs and stuff that that say, like, you're no longer allowed to go there, um, which is part of the reason, you know, why why we're not going to talk too much about location here. Um, but, yeah, definitely they're out there. Out there. I was going to say, so, so they're out there you know, is what you're saying. They are. <laughs> they are. hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we're uh, we're bumping up against the end here, but uh, I think we're going to have to bring you on again at some point because holy Poconos. I mean, <laughs> there's just so much. I know, right? it's, it's amazing. There is. I know. There is. There's so much like awesomeness up here. And I am like what hashtag Pocono proud for sure. You know, I am a community member. 
um, substitute teacher, volunteer firefighter, Pennsylvania Mountain Rescue. So to say I love the community um, and the tacos uh, is an understatement, you know? So well, yeah, tacos, I could talk about it all day. The tacos is how we found you because it was kind of yeah, like, right? wait a minute, there are good tacos? Like somewhere? Like, which excited <laughs> me. Especially up no there, end. up there in the middle of the yes. wilderness, you know? Yeah. Well, now we have a plan to go swimming and get tacos. There you go. Yeah. So, and then go get those chicken nachos that Equity Ben plugged. We are, we, we (laughs) have, that's like, that's an adventure in itself. I cannot wait. (laughs) Yeah. We're doing it. Man, we've done a lot of NEPA people recently. We might have to branch out here. I mean, well, hitting it up, man. Well, it it seems like that'll be the majority of everybody because everybody on Instagram seems to be from up there. I don't know why. I don't know if they just have better pictures or what. (laughs) <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's just like, we're really proud of where we live. That's, that's what it's about. Yep. How, NEPA proud. How long is it going to take <laughs> to get NEPA to become NEPA? That's a good question. I think it's happening. I, I mean, say, I just said I'm, it like accidentally. Yeah, I'm putting the brain worms in, in you guys' head. That's what's happening. That's it. I'm going to do my <laughs> next one. It's going to come out. NEPA taco review. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh yeah. Do you want to plug your stuff? Uh, once again, real quick. Yeah, sure. So adventures of a Wallace on Instagram, um, NEPA taco review on Facebook and YouTube. And, um, there's also a blog out there. Um, you can hit the bio in my Instagram and pretty much all my links are there. Um, I'm also involved in a podcast called the outdoor family podcast. Um, it's just really getting off the ground now. Um, but definitely check it out, subscribe. Um, and we'll see, uh, where that goes. And I think that's it. I pretty much sums it up. Yeah. We listened. Thank you for coming on me and Charlie listened hey, to that thank podcast you guys. and it was pretty cool. So yeah, awesome. we can vouch. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. A friend of mine had this idea and asked me to be involved in it. And I said, sure, let's do it. Um, so yeah, just getting on board with that. We'll see uh, where it goes, but I'm definitely excited. And I appreciate you guys, all you guys do for um, Pennsylvania. And um, I thank you guys for inviting me on. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, until next time, we will see you later.